This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There are balls abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome back, valued listeners, to the Jay and Silent Rob podcast. Jay Swa, how are we this fine Wednesday? We're doing quite well there, Rob. Did not have work today. Was able to get up a little later, have a little afternoon nap. Life is good. Life is good. I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to see how good life is for me by starting out by having you just do up off the cuff. I didn't prep you for this little trade analysis of the trade that me and valued listener B Money made in the fantasy basketball league, dude. What do you what do you think? Did you see what happened already? Yeah, I think I think you won that trade. You think so? You don't yeah. think there's some so the trade for for listeners is I traded Jared Allen, I received Miles Bridges back. And yeah, it was that was a fatty one for me. And I love to pull the trigger on these type of things, but I did it. But you think I won it. Yeah, I think when Jared Allen or when Evan Mobley comes back for the Cavs, I think Jared Allen's numbers are gonna go down a little bit. Whereas I think Bridges is more sustainable throughout the year. Hornets look like the truth. All this being said, Rob, I think you have more NBA knowledge than I do. Mm, okay. Well, it was kind of a toss-up on expert opinion, which I kind of liked, where there's some gray area. Some people are hotter on one versus the other. It also depends on like which NBA fantasy is so numbers-based, man. It's so like, all right, are we going to punt on X, Y, and Z categories? How are you positionally? It's really hard. Like even the rankings don't just don't tell you that that much contextually. But anyway, I hope it works out for for me. Yeah, yeah, it, it really is a different animal, and I'm a big fan of fantasy basketball. It was my original love, so I am actually knock on wood enjoying success this year, and I really hope I don't mess that up. But. It took me two years of just going for points where this year I intentionally did not go for points. I'm having more success. I like wrote it down. It's the first set that shows up. So it's very like when you're looking at someone's stats for the day, it's it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm judging them by if they scored 12 points. Or yeah, 30 points. I, I wrote down for the second year in a row, stop chasing points. And I ha- I'm having more success. But yeah, that fantasy basketball and really the NBA in general, about one month from now is when it kind of takes over the spotlight or at least shares the spotlight with the NFL playoffs. Christmas Day, they kind of sarcastically say, is the opening day for the NBA. Much like how March Madness is the first day of college basketball, even though college basketball did just get started. But the NFL still has the attention of most of North American sports. Thanksgiving obviously has three standalone games. They're not the best games in the world. I'm going to give you a bet on each game. Two of the three, I'm going to admit, I am putting money on, but they're in entertainment bets. I would not be putting the money down if it was not for Thanksgiving. And I know people are looking for something to sweat on Thanksgiving. And then the night game, the Bills-Saints game, I do have a game, or excuse me, I have a bet that I'm making on that. Although it's a team that I haven't read that well this year. Sunday, I like a lot more games actually than the primetime games. So we'll go over that. And then the primetime Sunday night game, Monday night game, I'll talk about them briefly. I don't have a bet on either. The numbers look pretty good on both of those. But if I, I will tell you, gun to my head, who I would pick. But yeah, before we get into Thanksgiving games, uh, anything you want to ask me off the cuff, tell me you're thankful for, or do you just want to just get right, right to the, the games there, Rob? 
No, I'm not living in a state of gratitude at present. More anger. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm grateful to, I don't know, have another day. Have another pod, dude. Grateful for my boy, Jay Swa, for all our listeners, all that good stuff. Absolutely. We have uh, over a thousand downloads. I've got to, to thank all of our listeners. We, we got a, a little badge on our pod bean, thousand mm-hmm. downloads. So yes, thank you to all of our listeners. One thing I am thankful for is NFL Dapper came out, what it's being called. And it's, <laughs> you had to do it. Had what? to do it. Go this ahead. Is what I, it's what I'm thankful for. <laughs> right, dude. Yeah. Why are you hating on what I'm thankful for, Rob? God damn it. No comment. <laughs> NFL Dapper came out and it is called NFL All Day. Should be dropping relatively soon. Some people think it might be tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Some people will think that it's going to be later than that. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I will be doing an article for Own the Moment. So that's one of the reasons I'm really excited and why I'm kind of trying to rise above Rob's negativity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, please ask it, me. I keep it objective, bro. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Look, I know you're a top shot expert now. You're fancy boy. You sold out. You're You're all in on the flow blockchain, but. No, it's good. I mean, look, licensing deals, things are happening. That's I'm an NFT consultant, so that's all I can say. <laughs> Listeners, he's not kidding. <laughs> Anyways, I will send that out. Please give me some feedback on that article. Anything else, if you have any questions about it, obviously I want to get you in on this Ponzi scheme. We need people. We're always going to need people. It's just what keeps this Ponzi scheme going. But let, let's get to the, the NFL games on Thursday. We have a real doozy to start off with. The Chicago Bears traveling to beautiful Detroit to play in the early traditional Thanksgiving game. Chicago Bears are a three-point favorite somehow. Total 41 points. This is a game I really want no part of. Chicago Bears, there's been rumors of the coach will be fired. Matt Nagy will be fired after this game. Win, lose, or draw. The Detroit Lions are the only winless team in the NFL. One thing I will say about the Detroit Lions is they do play hard. They're not very talented, but they play quite, quite hard. So the way I'm going to try to bet this game is I'm going to tease up the Lions. Right now, That it looks like it's going to stay at three. It might go down to two and a half. So I'd actually put this in as soon as possible. Get that up to plus nine. Have fun. Root, root for the home team. If you want to put another really small wager on the Lions money line, you can. But like I said, I... I have this number right around three, three and a half. So you would think I would want to take the Bears, but taking the non-analytics things, kind of the more big picture look, I don't want anything to do with the Bears right now. So uh, like I said, this is an entertainment bet. I, I am betting it, but for much less than an average bet, but I will have the Lions plus nine. That's the morning Thanksgiving game. Go Detroit. I know, Rob, you had a great time in Ford Field. Hopefully that continues for us on Thursday. Is there something you wanted to say about that, Rob? No, I, uh, Lions always play on Thanksgiving, right? Yes, exactly. They always okay. do. Yep. The afternoon game always as well as the Dallas Cowboys hosting a team. This year they are hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. The spread is seven and a half and the total is 51 and a half. I think this number should be probably on the seven, but I do think the Cowboys are going to take this game down. They are going to win this game in my humblest of opinions. I would tease them down through the seven. So you're going to get the minus one and a half right now. That's the other end of our entertainment teaser here. I think seven is a proper number, but I think the Raiders are collapsing given all of the difficulties they've gone through this year. I've said this somewhat sarcastically, but it's true. 
Biggest story coming into the year was the Raiders had an openly gay player on the team. That's now the fourth biggest story that they've gone through in, in such a very chaotic and interesting year, to say the least. I think that's starting to kind of show. I think the Cowboys coming off a loss at home, a game they always play on Thursday. Uh, I will be looking to back them. But like I said, this is an entertainment bet to close that Lions entertainment bet. So teasing the Cowboys down. Thursday night, probably the best game, not that we have any really great games uh, on Thursday, but the best game would be the Buffalo Bills traveling to New Orleans. Bills are six-point favorite. The total is 45.5 points. I'm laying the points with the Bills here, minus six. I wouldn't do anything other than lay the points with the Bills. If you like the Saints for whatever reason, I would definitely look at taking the money line because I think the way this game plays out is the Bills either win by double digits or the Saints win outright. To me, Buffalo is is underwhelmed offensively several times this year. Some of that you can kind of blame on weather, maybe some other things. The way I look at this, this is Buffalo Bills' top three offense when they're clicking in the – used to be Mercedes Superdome. Now I believe it's the Caesars Superdome, the sports betting thing. It's really catching on. And it's essentially one of the best offensive environments in the entire NFL, if not the best. And I think Josh Allen and their air raid will benefit from that. New Orleans just simply cannot keep up with Trevor Simeon, who's been doing decent as a replacement, but there's a reason why he's bounced around the NFL so many years. Bills off an embarrassing loss against the Colts at home. I'm going to lay the points with the Bills. They break my heart again. They break my heart, but I will be putting a a normal size full wager on the Bills here. Anything about Thursday's game, Rob, or do you want to move on to Sunday? Take me to Sunday. Taking back Sunday. Yes, let's take it back. A game I do not have a bet on, but I, I am more than happy if you want to to take this number. The Titans traveling up to New England. I've talked about for maybe six weeks now how I think the Titans are overrated. And now I actually think that they might be a little underrated. And I actually don't think they are underrated. I think it's them and the Patriots are now overrated. The Titans are seven-point underdogs in New England. I'm not betting this, but if it does get to seven and a half, I will unfortunately have to take the Titans. It's just relatively low total at 44 points. And if I was to get the hook with the seven and a half, I would have to take the Titans here. Obviously the New England Patriots and Mac Jones team. I, I usually look to back this year and I have a lot of respect for, uh, but quite simply, I just can't get to that seven right now. Based on numbers, I think the seven would be a good play. I don't want to take it. If it gets to seven and a half, I'm going to be forced to take it. I might, I might just put half a unit on it, but I will be looking to take that one. A couple of games I want no part of. The New York Jets are a two and a half point underdog in Houston. Houston only has one win on the season. She need two wins on the season. They just beat Tennessee last week. Honestly, I think the number's a little short with the Jets coming into town with their rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson. He has not looked good at all this year. The Texans defense has actually looked pretty decent despite only winning two games. If I had to bet it, I would take the two and a half, but the fact that it's only two and a half, I'm respecting the market too much. I want nothing to do with that game. Eagles, Giants, looks like this one will get to three and a half. I don't even like this at three, a division game, relatively low total. If I had to pick it, I would take the Giants with the points, but the Giants just look god awful on Monday night against the Buccaneers. Caused their offensive coordinator to lose his job. That's how bad they looked Monday night. So two games I will be staying far, far away from. A game I actually do like is the Indianapolis Colts hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Colts off of two really big wins last week at the upset of the Buffalo Bills. 
I still think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are probably the most complete team in football. You're only getting them as three-point favorites on the road in Indianapolis. I'm going to lay the three with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady in that passing game in a dome, 53.5 points. So when we look at that three-point spread, that's already not a lot. But then when you think about how many points are expected in this game, it's even less. So I'm happy laying that. I would lay anything under 115 with that minus three. I think this might close actually at three and a half. I would not bet it at the three and a half as we talked about how important that number is of three. But yet, anything at minus three, minus 115 or less, go ahead and pull the trigger with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Another game I like is the Miami Dolphins teased up to eight and a half. Right now, the spread is Carolina, a two point, two and a half point favorite in a very low total, 41 and a half point game. Last week, I had my biggest bet on the Washington football team in a very long time. I told you how scared I was, Rob. It won outright. I'm going to take that more of a, that was my stance against the Carolina Panthers than really for the Washington football team. I watched that game pretty much the entire time. And Cam Newton, when he's forced to pass, there's a reason why he was a free agent for so long. And the Miami Dolphins at home teased up. I think the Carolina could very easily win this game. Probably 55, 60% of the time they do win this game. But I just don't see Carolina running away with it. Miami plays decent enough offense to stick around. With such a low total, really all they have to do is be somewhat competitive to stay within a score. And even if they're down two scores, they'll always have that backdoor option, getting them teased up to that eight and a half. Another game I like is the Denver Broncos hosting the Los Angeles Chargers. I had money on Los Angeles on Sunday night. They were up 14 points. I texted a buddy who had the same bet as me. said, I'm going to bed. I don't even want to know how they blow this cover. And they actually almost lost the entire game. And that's just really the MO of the Chargers this year. They if they win, they very rarely blow anybody out. And traveling to Denver, a familiar opponent, division opponent, Denver, I believe, off a bye. This is a, a spot where I, I have no problem if you want to take Denver on the money line a little bit or plus three. It looks like it might close at two and a half. But I really like this teased up, up to the eight and a half with Denver. Very similar to the Dolphins-Panthers game. Wouldn't be shocked at all if the Chargers win. In fact, I think the Chargers probably win a little bit more often than the Broncos. But when factoring in price, I really like the move taking the Broncos. Now, the game I like teased up is the Minnesota Vikings. We had them outright last week against the Packers. They came home and won for us. These are two teams that I really like for the year moving forward, the Vikings and the 49ers. I have a futures bet on the 49ers already, but... If the 49ers were to beat the Vikings this week, I would be looking to take the Vikings at a future price. I think this is a playoff team, and I think the NFC is pretty wide open after the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So for this one, I'm going to wait. If it gets to three and a half right now, it's a minus three for the 49ers. They're a minus three favorite at 48 and a half points. If that got to minus three and a half, then I would take the Vikings. But the angle I really like is the Vikings teased up to a plus nine. We saw last week what happens when they are forced to throw the ball. They can really stick there with anyone. The 49ers really don't have the offense to run away from a team. And we've talked about all year how the Vikings, just all they do is play close games. So I do like the Vikings teased up. The last game of the week that I really like is the Rams-Packers. This is a uh, bet I got in when the Rams were a one-point underdog. They are actually a one-point favorite now. I think anything under 
Uh, one and a half is a good bet. If you want to be under two and a half, that's fine. Those numbers aren't that, that important. But I do think the Rams are a better team. I have them at about two points better than the Packers. I also think contextually the Rams losing a couple of games coming off a bye. I like to try to take a team off a bye, kind of the opposite the last we saw them. So if they were kind of like sky high after a bye, I I kind of look to fade that team. And I like to take a team that is kind of stumbling before the bye. And then as they come out of the bye, I like to bet on them. Now that's all, of course, relative to every context, but especially if they're a well-coached team, which the Rams are. I, I do like that angle. So I will be taking the Rams. I already have taken the Rams on that one. And I think you might want to get that bet in sooner rather than later. I could see that closing at minus two, maybe minus two and a half. The primetime games, the Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. The spread is minus three and a half for the Ravens. I have this number at four, so I won't be making a bet on this. I've been higher on the Browns than most all year long. They've kind of been peaks and valleys kind of very hard to, to get your finger on. But the Ravens off a disappointing game in Chicago, even though they won coming home on a primetime game, I don't like betting against the Ravens in this spot. So I will definitely be watching from the sidelines on this one. And then Monday Night Football, the Seattle Seahawks traveling to beautiful Landover, Washington. Gun to my head, I would actually bet the Washington football team on primetime, which they are notoriously bad on on primetime. But I, I'm really concerned about the Seattle Seahawks. I think the the storybook ending might not, not come for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. Uh, I could be, I would not be surprised to see Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, the coach, in different places next year. I could be wrong. I don't want to count out Russell Wilson, but I think him trying to return from this finger injury, especially after two must-win games and they both lost. The market last week was all over Seattle, as was I. I uh, got a minus two and a half. It closed at minus four and a half. And the Arizona Cardinals do what they've done all year to me and just take my money and, and beat me, uh, which is always great because I, I do have some Cardinals gear that I was graciously given and I wear it at school. And kids will ask me, oh, hey, your Cardinals, they did really well. And I'm just like grinding my teeth at how much money I've lost at it. So I guess that's just a story story of, uh, you know, it's what happens when you wear free stuff and, and, and bet on the NFL, Rob. God, yeah. it's real, Jay. Yes. Yes. This is a fact. This is a fact. But yeah, I know it kind of went through things fast. I did want to talk about some college football games before we got out of here, but was there anything, Seattle, Washington, or any of the other games that you wanted to ask me about or talk about further? No, that's nice of you to make some bets for us that are just fun. Not so much big unit stuff. Everyone keep in mind unit size relative to your consumption of wine, beer, and turkey. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just to make note of it, the Seattle-Washington game, I do not have a bet on, but if I had to bet that game, I would take the Washington football team at minus one, but I, I am not putting any money on that as of right now. Two interesting football games to many of our listeners. We have Thursday's Egg Bowl, Rob. Who do you think is favored between Mississippi and Mississippi State? It's going to be the University of Mississippi. In a perfect world, it would be, but it is not. Unfortunately, Stark Vegas is hosting the Egg Bowl this year, and uh, Mike Leach and company are two-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 64 points. (laughs) 64 points. God, I love me some college football. If it didn't take four and a half hours to get through a damn game, I might be able to bet it, but kind of hard to maintain any sort of social life and bet the NFL and college football. But I will definitely be having that on one screen, the, the Bills-Saints game on one, and the 
Mississippi State Ole Miss game, the Egg Bowl. I'll probably put an entertainment bet on Ole Miss just just for for shits and gigs, just for all the good times in the Grove. Go Rebels. Mike Leach and Lane Kiffin in a rivalry. I, I don't think it gets any more perfect than that, Rob. Yeah, it's the Mike Leach cultural fit. We could have a podcast special episode just on the culture of Starkville and Mississippi State and what in the world Mike Leach is doing there. But yeah, maybe they, I mean, if they're favored, maybe they like him. I, I don't know. I haven't had a report. I'll check in with my, with my state, my state boys, my farmer boys and see, uh, see what the deal is. Yes, please utilize your agricultural sources. Mm-hmm. I just remember like reading an article about how much he loved Pullman and like Washington state and how he was like such a good fit up there. Cause he's such a weird guy. And then it's like, he went from there to Starkville, Mississippi. And yeah. 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 Not sure personally on the fit, but Hey, I don't know. I haven't been to Starkville in a minute. So I have never been to Starkville. So I can't, I cannot make any comments. Just, but anyways, shoes on the other foot, Lane Kiffin and Old Miss, I mean, in Oxford, inject that into my veins. That is what we need. <laughs> Side note, former Old Miss coach, Hugh Freeze signed an eight-year extension with Liberty. I think that's where Hugh Freeze is meant to be uh, at Liberty. So yeah, down there in, uh, in middle of nowhere, Virginia. But yeah, okay. Last college football game I want to talk about. The Arizona Wildcats traveling to Tempe, Arizona. What do you think the spread is on that one against the Sun Devils? Sun Devils been slipping. I'm going to say that's like a eight and a half. For whom? Oh, for ASU, of course. ASU, okay. ASU is favored, but they are favored by 20 and a half points. <laughs> okay, my bad. No, no. underestimating how bad the yes. program is. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's, it's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up is about four or five years ago when Arizona State hired Herm Edwards to be their coach. And he's really more CEO than a coach, just kind of like the face of a program more than anything else. They have a lot of good assistants with NFL ties and experience. It makes for a better recruiting gig. But the University of Arizona at the same time hired Kevin Sumlin, who is the mm-hmm. former Texas A&M coach. And everyone was like, what is ASU doing? They should have gotten this guy. And U of A got the real, you know, scoop. Anyways, they couldn't be more wrong. And I'm not even saying, I mean, hindsight's always 2020. But essentially, he took the U of A program down the shitter. And yeah, kind of like you said, you didn't realize how bad U of A is. I don't think a lot of us realize how bad U of A is. But don't miss out on enjoy, the enjoyment of U of A being so bad because basketball season will be here before you know it. And then, <laughs> you know, we'll be on the other side of the coin. So to all of our other sun devils out there, go devils as always, no, no pity for the kitty and uh, you know, have a great Thanksgiving. Rob, was there anything else that you wanted to say to our listeners? Did you want to try to shatter my NFT dreams? Um, what, what do you got for us? I think it's all been said, dude. I don't have any more. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Bet safely. We'll catch you soon. See you next week, you turkeys.